everybody. Hello. This is Culture Hang with Hannah and Holly. Once Back again. At, yeah. Another week, another episode. What will it be this week? You already know because you've read the title. <laughs> what are we doing this week, Hannah? Um, we are doing uh we're doing singers, bands from our childhoods, people that really had an impact on us. That I believe that's what people. we're doing. That, that is what we're doing. That's yeah. what I'm prepared for. <laughs> that's just me checking to make sure that we were on the same thing. Because I had that thing that you've talked about yeah. before. It's like, oh, did we clarify <laughs> what we're doing? And basically, this week, Holly told, like, suggested this, and I thought it was a really good idea. It was actually something my mum had suggested earlier in the day, so Amazing. we'll not let her know that, because it will go to her head. <laughs> um, so I heard the suggestion. Holly was up front. She knew what she wanted to do. She was ready. Um, I then did not communicate with Holly for the rest of the week no. about what I was doing. So I have no idea. This is a surprise <laughs> to me as much as it is for you. <laughs> there was no reason for me not telling her. Or I've spoken to her this week. I just didn't. I didn't care to show. I, I think it's really because I didn't fully decide until yesterday. There was a few people that I was kind of going over, and then yesterday I was like, "No, you're doing these people." So I'll. I'm so- I'll wait I'm so until excited. I won't tell you immediately because I like Hello. the element of surprise. But before we get into that, Holly, tell us some things. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, uh, we've already spoken about this a little bit because I've just come to it. I'm a newbie, yeah. but yeah. the series Ghosts on yeah. BBC iPlayer is phenomenal, and it's I don't throw good. that word around lightly, but. Oh my days. It is so funny. It's so funny. For our majority UK audience, because yes, we do have international listeners. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Um, if you don't know about ghosts, Holly will tell you. <laughs> so we grew up with What's the BBC? History. What's the BBC? The BBC is a British broadcasting company. company. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Conglomerate. <laughs> Corporation. Corporation. So we grew up on CBBC for the children's version. Yeah. With horrible histories. And looking back, good ten out of ten content. You learned a lot. A lot of what I said last week when we talked about Charles Second <laughs> was inspired by seeing horrible histories and the most beautiful man ever portray Charles the Second on there. So yeah. That's the history of watching horrible histories. And now, I don't know, did it come out last year, the first season? Yeah. Um, they've It's all those same people, same creators, with the incredible Lolly Adafobe. Yeah. And they've done a whole new series where they are ghosts in this haunted house that are haunting these millennials. I and watched just an interview with um, Lolly Adafobe. Okay, I'm going to get a name wrong, but I love her. Um, I watched an interview with her yesterday, and I fully forgot that she's not like Kitty from the show, because I was expecting her to be like, because eh, Kitty's very, very, like a girly, girly, I don't know what period in time she's from, maybe. I feel like if, if Matty Baton character is supposed to be, like, romantic, yeah, 17, she could, 1700, yeah. I feel like she's pro- maybe... 1600? Yeah. So she's from that era. She has a very high pitched voice, very excitable. And then 
I was watching this interview and she was just a normal person. I was like, wow, yeah. fully she's... forgot that she's I really, just... It, it just made me wish that she was in Horrible Histories when we were growing up. But she's not that much older than us, so she probably was yeah, watching so it as well. Yeah. <laughs> very funny i also they also added katie wicks who is the oh. woman who burnt to death who i think is very good in it <laughs> she was in horrible histories was she she's not yeah. one of the creators though no she's not she's not one of the i think people call them the five idiots or something or the six <laughs> idiots they have an official name but they're not referred well they have a production company name that's amazing. But they're called the idiots. So, the idiots. yeah, if it's funny, I think I've I've got a huge nostalgic thing with it. But I've been rewatching it with my mum and dad, and they find it just as funny as well. So I would recommend. Yeah, I wholesome... kind of worried that it would be uh, like a little slapstick, cringy mm. humor before it came on. Um, and there are bits where it's a teeny bit like that, but yeah. all in all, I think you could come from it having no nostalgia and find it really funny. I don't think yeah. that you need to have any knowledge of horrible histories. No. Um, also, I think it's an original concept. I know there's a lot of stuff on ghosts, but... It's so funny. It's the idea that you're living in this house with ghosts... And you just have to sort of get on with it and you're communicating with them. And there's loads of issues they have where they can't move stuff and they're just yeah. stuck in the clothing that they died in. <laughs> I think it's a good concept, which I It's enjoyed. well done as well. Yeah. yeah, it's a good concept. It's been well done. So if you're... I've been watching a lot of... Not a lot of telly, but more, like, stuff than I have been watching. I've also I been watching... Um... I think it's called I don't Z or Z. How how are you supposed to pronounce that letter? I, I do not know. I never know. I'm sorry. I get mixed up. <laughs> I know one's English and one's American, but I feel like Z Z oh, is American, know. right? I was going to say that was the English one. I have no idea. I know no that's idea. terrible, but no no <laughs> clue. Sometimes I say it the wrong way, and I can see people look at me, and I just think it's a letter. I know. I'm not having this be the new scone scone. <laughs> See and said. Anyway, what is the show? Um, it's about Zelda Fitzgerald. Oh, Scott I, Fitzgerald. Yeah, I've not watched it, but Why? I've seen it. Um, because it's is it not Christina Ricci in it? It's Creedus Christina Ricci, and I it took me so long Bless. to figure out that she was Wednesday Adams and Penelope. Penelope. Oh, it's so such a good film. <laughs> I, you know, you know when you say, okay, what's your favourite film? And you give an answer that is acceptable to society. <laughs> what I really want to say is the film Penelope um, with Christina Ritchie and James McAvoy. And yes. there's so many people in it that... What's the woman and, in Shit's Creek, but yeah, she's um, Moira, but she yeah, doesn't do the voice? I, Kath, Catherine, Catherine... Yes, Catherine O'Hara. No, yes, that is yeah, that her name? Yeah. And yes. then they, there's the other guy that was nominated for an Oscar like a year ago, and he loves Barbara Streisand. I'm blanking on his name. Richard. He's called Richard. Okay, I can't. Yeah. And Tyrion from Game of Thrones is in it. Oh my god, yeah. And Reese Witherspoon is in it. <laughs> is she? Yeah, is she in she's it? like Penelope's bestie. And I oh think she produced it. 
Amazing. So, Honestly, it's so. It, I feel like you know when people talk about dark academia as a yeah. aesthetic. I feel like that encapsulates something because it's all slightly like a different kind of world. Oh, it's just so well awesome. done. It has something that I think I'm gonna name like the beast paradigm, where you know when you watch mm. Beauty and the Beast and the beast becomes a human, and you're like, oh, why was he more attractive as the beast? Um, <laughs> The moral dilemma. <laughs> That's an issue that all children face when they watch Beauty and the Beast and they're like, what is sexuality? Um, so when you watch Penelope, brief spoiler, but so the plot of Penelope is this girl that has a pig nose um, and she's kind of taught that the way to, it's a curse and the way to break the curse mm. is if she finds true love, you know, classic fairy tale stuff. Yeah. Anyway, in the end, big spoiler, but it turns out that she just needed to love herself, which is a lovely message from yeah, children's for film. Something for us to like absorb amongst everything else that was yeah. more like, oh, you need to find your true love. And yes, there is an incredible love story within it. Yes, but it's not the main feature of it. No, the main feature at is all. that she learns to love herself. Yeah. Um and Yeah, so then she learns to love herself, she transforms, she gets rid of the pig nose, and she doesn't look as good. I'm sorry, but there was something about that pig nose. It was a real fashion statement. Um, and it really she, suited her face. She had Christina Ricci, beautiful little nose, but pig nose was really doing it for her. <laughs> so I can't think of any more examples of that happening, but I I maybe will write an essay on it one day. Oh, I think you should. I think yeah. it needs a a real in depth look. Yeah, the cultural importance that it had. Well, do you see? I don't know if you've seen people talk about it before, but about any time that Disney creates a cartoon about like people of color, they have a plot where they turn them into an animal or into just mm. something that's not human. So, yeah, it happens. Oh, what are the examples? Like Brother Bear. I can't really remember Brother Bear, but. They turn into bears. Um, <laughs> they say it happens in Moana, where mm. there's like a slight theme of it. I wish I could remember more, but there's a lot on that, and I find it very interesting that that oh, Princess and the Frog. That's the main one. Oh, that the, the big only, one. Yeah, the the <laughs> way to have your beautiful black princess was turn her into a frog for the majority for the whole of the film. film. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and there is a lot of examples out there. Can't really remember that many off the top of my head, but it happens a worrying amount. Most mm. films include it, and not not great from Disney, but yeah, that just reminded me of that. Yeah. I, well, I would say that when Tiana turns into a human again from a frog, she is better as a human. I thought she was a good human anyway. She was. She's the a frog. beautiful human. She's. I think that film. Like Disney really let itself down on because it's a great film, one of my favourites. Not favourite film, but favourite Disney film. Yeah, and I agree. The, but the animation is bad. Like, I think they just didn't put the effort into it. If you look at... Mm. I watched it recently, and I don't know how soon after Tangled came out where they d- started doing the new animation. And it's, like, beautifully done. And in this, if you mm. look at the animation of the frogs, it's... I, I couldn't do any better, but 
but it feels like they didn't put any effort into it. Like, they didn't try that much with the animation, almost like they knew, and they don't, um, they're not very good to the people who play Tiana at Disneyland and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. They don't include her in certain things, things like that. Oh my god! Yeah. There's a villain oh. TikTok, wish I knew her name so I could blink her. She comes occasionally um, on my TikTok and she played Tiana at Disneyland and she encountered a lot of racism and yeah, they just generally didn't treat her well. Oh my god. Yeah! <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we've been watching lots of telly. Oh, I watched um, something this week that I think ooh, you'll what, like. It's kind ooh. of like ghosts. Uh, well, actually, it's not. Have you? Maybe you've watched it. It's called The Great. No. It's about. It's kind of like the origin story of Catherine the Great. Um, but it's done as a comedy. Oh wow! And it's got Elle Fanning as Catherine the Great, and Nicholas Holt as her husband, who is. <laughs> I didn't really see Nicholas Holt as a very comedic actor, but this is maybe the funniest. Like, he, I feel like he deserves every reward. He is just a terrible man in it, but just hilariously funny. Um, I oh, really recommend that. it. That, but then, so it's a comedy, but there is genuine times where you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is very horrible, or you feel very mm. sad. Um, okay. And, but yeah, really recommend that if anyone's oh. not seen it. It came out quite recently. Elle Fanning does a very good English accent, um, which doesn't make much sense because it is Russian, but, like, <laughs> she, her English accent is immaculate, and she's very beautiful. There was a lot of times I was just looking at her face thinking, that's unfair. <laughs> you not get one spot on that skin? Like, it's just, like, alabaster perfection, and mm. I'm sat there with, like, my chin spots popping off. Thinking. Oh, I've got a spot in the middle of my cheek. I have one too. I have one like here. It's oh. just going though. Is it from the mask? I really don't know I think why so. I have it. It's really not. It looks like I've got cheek piercing, like a la Amanda Bynes. <laughs> but yeah, the mask is not conducive to good skin. Um, About two weeks ago, my skin looked very nice. And then for some reason this week. My chin just decided that it would not allow that and <laughs> went off on one. Well, we to be fair, I feel like I've been very inside because we've actually seen each other in the flesh for yeah. the first time. Culture hang meet up. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it was pleasant. <laughs> uh, no, it was really nice. And it was. we both kind of discussed how... We're not good at socialising anymore. <laughs> well, we can only socialise under the pretense of podcast. <laughs> Otherwise we wouldn't talk to each other. So we just treated <laughs> all our friends as if they were guests. <laughs> I really am getting the sort of urge to just call some of our friends on this and just see if they pick up and be like, okay, thoughts? And the only reason <laughs> that's stopping me is like that the audio on it would be just terrible. Oh, yeah, it's... There's something about preparation where it's like, okay, you've prepared, whereas if you don't let someone prepare and you just let them go with the anger <laughs> in their heart, or the love, could be love. Could be a new um, segment. We'll maybe we should posted. just do one one week on, like, people... Oh, I guess you kind of are this week, but, like, maybe we should just do one week where we do people we genuinely love and we have nothing bad to say about them. Yeah. Which 
Which would be nicer than, <laughs> let's dredge up drama from ten years ago. <laughs> mm. So. Let's get into it. Go on, Holly. Go for it. Go crazy. <laughs> this week, I am talking about my absolute love and adoration for Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga. She, honestly... I think she's stayed with me, but when I looked at it, I was looking at, like, her discography. Discography? Yeah. Discog- discography? You're asking the wrong person. No idea. <laughs> discography. Discography. That is hard to say. Discography. Yeah, there you go. There we go. It was only in a very, like, short period of time that I was listening to her, so I think it was from the beginning, from, like, 2008 with Just Dance. We were still in primary school. I remember that much. <laughs> Children listening to... All these explicit lyrics, but we just... Just blaring them at the school disco. (laughs) (laughs) But it was fine. And then I think I kind of must have dropped off a little bit around Born This Way, which was 2012. And then I I have to agree. I think that is when I was a bit like, hmm, moving on. It's weird, isn't it? What was wrong with Born This Way? It was perfectly good. Yeah. But I think maybe I didn't have that like intense love that I had for all the songs on Fame Monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had like Bad Romance. Oh, there's just all of them were just incredible. Um, her music videos still absolute piece of art. Incredible. We spent like a whole afternoon at uni, didn't we, just watching her old videos? Yes, because do you remember why we were watching them? No. Because we were talking about how. Paparazzi is the prequel to the video for Telephone. Yes. And then at the end of Telephone, it says something about... Yeah, to be continued. And it's never been continued. (laughs) And we've been waiting, so we were just watching them to relive it. But can she bloody cut... Like, do it. I know, they need to do something, because... They didn't want... What was that bloody film she was in? I'd rather have the film... I'd rather have a full feature film about paparazzi <laughs> then watch Bradley Cooper like <laughs> b- like singing like he's dying I mean that, that's very insensitive I'm sorry Bradley but give us what we want <laughs> yeah. sorry Holly sorry don't <laughs> no but then you tweeted at like when are we gonna get at Lady Gaga when are we gonna get the, the yeah. like the finale and then she tweeted later, like, something big's coming. But, it, I mean, it was her album coming yeah, out. it was, yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't what, quite what we wanted, but... Um, it was something. <laughs> it was something new. Um, but, yeah, I still think Paparazzi and Telephone, absolute artistic yeah. masterpieces. They're beautiful. Beautiful things. So, kind of the big things that she's done, like, career-wise... She was the first female artist with four number one albums in a decade. And that was like between 2010 and 2020. Yeah. And um, she scored the most MTV Music Video Award nominations ever in a single year. And she was nominated 13 times. That's incredible. And she won the Oscar for Best Original Song, which we all remember. And um, was nominated for Best Actress for A Star Is Born. I didn't remember that she was nominated. Neither did I. What What are your feelings on A Star Is Born? Well, I... Are you going to talk about this? Don't start talking about it now if you're going to bring it up later. Okay. But... <laughs> I just I... I wanted to know. <laughs> I 
actually enjoyed it and I think if I was going to watch it again I would stop watching it before yeah it gets dark not because it's like I'm trying to avoid that subject matter I think I just with some sort of films I, I kind of like the happy bit I don't want to see the deterioration I agree with that it seemed do you ever see something where it's like I get why it had to end that way but it doesn't need to be that sad it just yeah. seems so horrendously sad um, that I just thought no 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 thanks anyway carry on just needed to know <laughs> It's a little prelude. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know this, but in 2011, she created the Born This Way Foundation, which focuses on um, community building and advocates for acceptance for the LGBTQ plus community. And she came out publicly as bi in 2009. Oh, I don't remember that. Which I did not know, but probably no. because we were 10, Children. 11. Yeah. Maybe I'd heard when I was a child, but like... I feel like maybe as a child I wasn't fully aware what bisexuality yeah. was. Especially because I've just had a horrific memory where there was all this stuff about that Lady Gaga had mm-hmm. a penis. Yes! Who remembers that? I what do. What a big thing at school. theory. What was that about? Was it just slanderous? No was it just like, oh, she's a bit weird? There was a picture of her performing on stage and someone zoomed in and... I don't know if they thought they could see like a small penis, um, and maybe it came from that, but Weird. it seemed mainly unfounded. Absolutely. I mean, do people just not like powerful women? It could it be that? Could it be like, um, she's doing well. Let's <laughs> say that she's a man. <laughs> yeah, she can't be a woman by herself. What? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so she does a lot with like LGBTQ+, which is, you love? I like that. Yeah, she's a big, she's well, an ally for the community as well as being part of the community herself. Um, yeah. Have you watched her 2016 uh, documentary? No. So it's Have you? <laughs> Gaga, five foot two. She's teeny. She's so small. I don't think, if I was standing beside her, I would be eight inches taller than her. I would like to see it. <laughs> but then our friends... Do we have... Are one yeah, of our friends five foot that. two? No, they're all... They're at least five foot three, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> five foot three upwards. <laughs> okay, we can... Yeah, five foot two. It's just... It's a very, very small, When you see pictures of her next to, her like, bodyguard. her bodyguards... <laughs> she's just a teeny tiny little woman. Um, a beautiful woman. A beautiful woman. I really like, I mean, it, it, in the thing, she's in, like, a lot of pain all the time. Like, oh. she's always getting, like, ice baths and, like, chiropractory stuff. Because she's doing all this, in, her in, her choreography is so intensive, and it's her preparing for the Super Bowl in 2017. <gasps> so, like, I don't know, she just spends a lot of it in pain. It's awful. But then... Is um, that, sorry to interrupt, but what? is that the Super Bowl where she was wearing shorts? Yes. And bunch of people commented on the fact that she had the teeniest bit of stomach that went like Oh, I don't so remember basically, that. She wasn't she wasn't completely flat because as you probably aware, often women's stomachs aren't flat because <laughs> there's like organs. Um and 
so many people just were tweeting about the fact that she had the teeniest bit of stomach oh that you could see God. because she was in these tight tight shorts how awful i don't remember that but i'm not surprised by it at all like it's it's disgraceful yeah. it's like especially in the documentary you see how much work she's doing well, and her choreography I... and she's singing and she's yeah. not out of breath the entire that's time that's why it annoys me when you brought that up that she was going through so much pain mm. and what they picked up on was not look how incredibly she the physicality performed. of it it was yeah look at her body Ugh. Ugh, i hate i hate people i hate people mm. so much Oh, no wonder we're in this point where we are. <laughs> we're just tired of it. We're just like, <laughs> leave us alone. Stop looking leave at me. Leave us alone. <laughs> um, but I really liked, she was very kind of down to earth. And I think it was before the, oh. the release of Joanne where she was, it was more like country, yeah. country pop. Um, And she wasn't the entire like outrageous gaga. And I feel like it really had that good transition from that she didn't have to be that outrageous to get the attention that she needed for her music she could actually like pair it back and then in preparation for the film where everyone was like she was taken seriously as a proper actress she's a good actress what's she like in american horror story because i I think she's good i'm too much of a wuss to watch that stuff i a lot of people don't like the season she's in i would say it's one of my favorites it's just very very glamorous um and it has a load of good actors in it i think she's really good as an actor mm. i i can't falter i think there's a lot of singers or different people that come into acting and i'd say she's one of the best there I you go she does a good well she's the she's highest artistic. compliment of the land yeah yeah <laughs> she's like think yes maybe acting isn't the first thing she did but all her music videos they she's acting in all of them yeah. she doesn't do the bland like just standing there with a the guitar she's She's a hard worker, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised she can act. No one is taking that away from her. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the documentary. Um, so, Super Bowl, for the, for American pop stars, it's like Super Bowl halftime is like the biggest career thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, how prestigious is it still? Because I remember that Maroon 5 did it last year. <laughs> And no one wanted that. Nobody wanted that. So I had a look at like the past decade of Super Bowl performances to see who performed. Because I think it really shows the growth of the decade. <laughs> so yes. I'm we're going excited on this tangent. For this. So yeah. in twenty ten it was the Who performed. Wow. Which is bizarre. That's different from Lady Gaga. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they're so varied in the performances. So, 2010, it was The Who. 2011, Black Eyed Peas. And oh, that seems fair. Black Eyed Peas, when I was, like, suddenly... I was almost transported back to 2011 when I was, like, love the Black Eyed Peas. I think... What was the song they did where it's, like, um, you're, I'm so 2008, you're so 2008? I <sighs> Boom, boom, oh, pow. Boom, boom, pow. Boom, boom, pow. Gotta get that boom, boom, pow. Yeah. They Which was, is the one where they're, like... They're just listing the days of the week and they and they say Saturday twice. It always makes me laugh. It's like oh, um, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday Saturday, 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 and Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's um party every day. Ba, ba, ba. Got a feeling. Got a feeling. Yeah. It's 
Which was that really takes us back. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to stop. The moment like, oh we heard God. it, we were like, we must sing. <laughs> it was so like oh another one huge influential band for me growing up. Yeah. Um, they had their special guest was Usher. That's pretty cool for like 2011. Yeah. Back back in 2011, having Usher as a special guest. What? I know. Incredible. I have been happy with this one. And then, yes. 2012, it was Madonna. Okay. <laughs> that seems a bit left field, but, like, Madonna's great, but... And then, the amount of special guests she had on with her. Insane. She had CeeLo Green, which, right, he is a terrible person. He is yeah. abusive and awful, as many of them turn out to be. Nowadays. Often happens, doesn't it? <sighs> but he was also a big part. Like, he was one of, on one of the sound, uh, Twilight soundtracks. Like, yeah, he was like, a big that's annoying. part I of... really like his Twilight song. Yeah. And I listen to it occasionally. I think, I don't <sighs> like you, but I like this song. It's so Also, annoying. does he does he sing crazy? You know the song? <gasps> yes, he does. Yeah, he does. But under a different name? I think it's with a different band. He might be, like, featuring on it. Right, okay. Because, again, I don't... You so meant, incredible. I don't know. It's hard to be... To not support these people, mm-hmm. because should I not listen to them? Is there a way I can listen to them where I ensure they get no money from mm. it? I, I don't want to give them money. No. But they did create good music. It's so hard, I think. Because, yeah. especially when it's songs that were really influential when we were little. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh... You're a sh- you're an absolute shithead. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you turn Why out this way? Ruining it for us. You yeah. ruined it. Just be a good person. It's not hard. So anyway, do you so... know the awful thing with him is that he didn't know he was a bad person either. <gasps> Ten anyway. times worse. Anyway, so yeah. with Madonna and Cedar Green was Nicki Minaj, LMFAO, <laughs> and Cirque du Soleil. These are all. But that seems too much to me. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been wild? That never mind. Like so, she and Madonna and CeeLo Green sang "Like a Prayer" as their final song, and <laughs> I just can't picture it. <laughs> no, I can't. What you know? What would have been cooler if she'd sung it with Nicki Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj rapped of us? <laughs> That's what we want to see. We don't want to see CeeLo Green. No, and LMFAO, another one <laughs> that we just like. Pie rock, I quote them too much. <laughs> I'm often just thinking to myself, no shoes, no shirt, and I still get service. What? <laughs> I think about that a lot. <laughs> Don't know why, but it goes around my head. This podcast is just turning into a singing song yeah, from sorry about ex- excerpts of songs from our childhood. <laughs> anyway, oh. I'll let Holly Dog and not sing anymore. I wonder what they, I do wonder what they're up to because they were so prominent. They had such like big. Party yeah. in the house tonight. 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 and then they just disappeared. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, maybe we should just dedicate a whole episode of this to them because I'm sure there's some drama there. <laughs> Where are they? What happened? <laughs> they just disappear off the face of the earth because I've not heard of them. No, since. No. No. Okay. So 2012 seemed like a wild year. 2013, yeah. it was the Queen Beyonce. In her first Super Bowl appearance. Incredible. <laughs> she dominated the Super Bowl decade. 
And then yeah. her special guest was Destiny's Child, which is which also is really Beyonce. Cool. <laughs> Like I am, I'm it's the headliner me with special guest me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. The it's just perfect for Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she finished with Halo, which was another huge late. Like when I was listening to Lady Gaga, Halo was absolute. Like I thought it was. I like, would really try to experience. sing that song. It's it's a hard song to sing, and I would be sat there. <laughs> listening just trying to belt it and that, it never succeeded never oh. don't know how she does it i never su- I'm, not that i'm equal in talent to beyonce Hannah is um also it's the yorkshire beyonce i don't know if people know that uh, i'm beyonce's understudy so if she can't perform super bowl i perform super bowl <laughs> she is ready and waiting so, 2014, it was Bruno Mars with supporting, um, no, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were supporting him, which again is a weird combination of yeah, people. I don't love the combination, but no. I like the idea of Bruno Mars doing it, but I think he could have picked people who were more, like Bruno Mars and CeeLo Green would make sense. Yes, 100% would have made sense. But Red Hot, but Chili, Red Hot Chili Peppers? No, you no. mix in mixing genres too much. Just yeah, keep don't, them not separate. Keen on that. No. So, 2015, we saw Katy Perry headlining, and she finished on Firework. That's good. <laughs> it had such. It became so much more than it was originally intended to become. Don't you think? Firework. Yeah. Like it just became like this. Do you think it was one of the first things that became like memeified? The plastic bag. Yeah. <laughs> I think it must have been because poor Katy Perry. I don't know if Katy Perry wrote it, but whoever wrote that really thought they were, they were speaking something. to a generation of people who felt like plastic bags. And then also, no one, have, no one felt that way. To have a cancer kid in the storyline oh of the music video and being like, "Do you ever feel like a paper bag like this?" Okay. Well, we have to remember, in all fairness, this was the time of. Big teenage cancel stories. Um, <laughs> so we can't really break, blame Katy Perry for that because everyone was having a go at the teenage cancel story. <laughs> We're looking at like, you, John Green. <laughs> every film in the cinema was like, she's a teenager, she has cancer, she will die, but she will fall in love. <laughs> but no matter about the, the family that will mourn her desperately. It's not about them. She's going to fall in love, spend all of the last year of her life with the love interest, then die. Her family aren't even at the funeral. (laughs) So yeah, so supporting Katy Perry was Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott. Very cool. Doesn't make much sense, but very cool. (laughs) We don't hate it. Do you know, if you were Lenny Kravitz, I'd feel offended. Why didn't they ask him to be Caroline? Exactly. uh, Katy Perry, great, but for me, Lenny Kravitz is the biggest star. Yeah. Maybe Katy Perry's bigger for our generation, but... It does make me wonder who the it's demographic that watches yeah. the Super Bowl halftime is. Because if it's such a big deal, then, like, what? Who's who's booking these people? <laughs> like, it's very strange to me that... The, okay, none of it... There's no correlation. No. Are, they, are the singers themselves contacting their... <gasps> oh, I hope so. And then they're like random. They're like, I've always wanted to play with you. And then it's Madonna and fucking CeeLo Green. 
who would you try and get to be your like my supporting help? act? Yeah. Um, Lady Gaga. <laughs> she was my first thought. But I was like, I can't yeah. look too it's far. Too well, obvious. you can have Lady Gaga, but you have to have someone else. I have to have well. someone else as well. Okay. Yeah. It's a three-woman show. Or ma- there can be a man there. Or anyone. Uh, they get enough at a time. They don't need... Exactly. I wouldn't want them. Maybe, like... Oh, I was going to say Lana Del Rey. What's wrong with me? It would be a very odd vibe. <laughs> Absolutely not. Lana has become... Lana would just be, like, swaying on the stage. She doesn't have any stage presence. It's... No. Even before she was problematic, like... I know people who've seen her and they were just like... If anything, I felt bored. Yeah, it's. I'm not saying all celebrities have to have stage presence, but if you're a singer, singers, but like the best singers I've seen are the people with stage presence who have a bit of a chat with you in between. Yeah, there's like an energy, and you just you're you're there to watch them exactly perform. But anyway, so I don't. I think I would just probably have Gaga and just would be staring at her in awe the entire time. I would watch that. I would watch you (laughs) stare at Lady Gaga for an hour. Um, okay, so then 2016, the year that everyone thinks we turned into, we like went on a different timeline. Yep. Coldplay are the headliners. Doesn't make sense. You're Hannah's husband, Chris Martin. Oh, yeah. I am married to Chris Martin. <laughs> uh, yep. We're not going to comment on that any further. Just accept it. <laughs> For legal reasons, I don't can't. like Chris Martin. Well, I don't have any bad feelings towards him, but we have nothing in common. Except he is dating Dakota Johnson. No, Dakota! Yeah, well, that's not good, but we do have her in common that we both love her. She's incredible. She's so incredible. I mean, maybe she'd be my support, and I'll have Lady Gaga and Dakota Johnson. Yes! <laughs> she could just talk, and I would just sit there like, oh, tell me more! <laughs> tell me more! <laughs> anyway, 2016. 2016. Yeah. Coldplay the head headliners. Then they're supported by Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and Mark Ronson. Okay, great combination. Do love that. But again, you've got to have an ego to be supported by Beyonce. Yes, because she's kind of not the supporter. She's the person being supported. Yes, you know every time. And it seems like either Coldplay couldn't be bothered because the rest of them take up like more than half of the headlining set. That's very odd. So they're all like doing different mashups, and then um, Beyonce does a mashup of Crazy in Love with Uptown Funk, which I think that's very cool. Would be amazing. Why didn't when it was Bruno Mars's year? Why didn't Beyonce support him? And he had the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That would make more sense. <laughs> they in my head, they make sense together. Yes. And Mark Ron- Mark Ronson makes sense as well. Well, because he was that. Uptown Funk, wasn't he? So yeah. Like, yeah. And, yeah. So that was 2016, and then we arrive at Gaga's headliner, 2017. She's, like, being hoisted down from the sky in this, like, shoulder-padded, glittery, blue set. Um, She sang all the classics. She sang Poker Face, Born This Way, Telephone, Just Dance, Million Reasons, which I haven't heard of. Uh, I think you will have. Okay. I can't... No? Okay, I can't remember. Sing to but you me. Will have heard it. Because it's one of those songs where if you ask me, I'd be like, no, I don't know that. But I think you've probably heard it just in okay. the background of your life. Okay, well, that's, that makes you feel better. It's from Joanne. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And then she ended with Bad Romance. Incredible. 10 out of 10 set list. 
So good. And then I feel like it's just gone downhill after Gaga because in 2018, Justin Timberlake headlines and then we have Maroon 5 doing it in 2019 and he ended on moves like Jagger, which came out in 2011 and it just shows that that's where it belongs. It doesn't belong going into the later half of the decade. Who was paying to watch that, honestly? Maroon 5 probably peaked on their first album, which was good. And then they never did a good thing again. <laughs> they should I'm have sorry. faded. faded. He, had, yeah. he was in films, wasn't he? Was he in a film? He has been in a film with Kira Knightley, which <gasps> I can't remember the name of. Oh my god, it was when she's... Is it Begin Again? Yes, and she wears like such lovely clothes in it. I don't know, she's always in baggy jeans in it, and I really <laughs> enjoy it. And he also was in a series of American Horror Stories. Was he? Yeah, he was... He just featured in a lot of the episodes being killed, and he was married to Channing Tatum's ex-wife in the TV series. Who I Jen, Jenna doing Tatum? Tatum. Uh, she's not married to him anymore though, because now he's with Jesse J. Anyway, that's enough of that pop culture lesson. <laughs> um, but then I feel like this year, before Corona, they brought it all back. When they had Shakira and Jennifer Lopez headlining the Super That's Bowl. very cool. Yeah. <laughs> what a combination. I have no bad things to say about that. I like Shakira a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like J-Lo a lot. They just look incredible. I'd probably just stare at them like... What the hell? <laughs> Is it all exercise? Did I just need to be exercising? Or are you just born this way? I reckon it's both. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so sorry for that little tangent, but I felt like... I enjoyed it. <laughs> it really explains the decades we've just gone through. I think we needed it to understand a lot of our upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and now, so, The Star is Born. I actually really enjoyed it, I think. Yeah. I was one of those people, but loads of people I know did not enjoy it at all. And I find that I really interesting. They were like, yeah, it's I so can't... boring. It's really like, ugh. I do think it plateaus a little bit. I think once the whole, once they get together, you're kind of like, oh, well, where's it going to go from here? Yeah. So they, it didn't like, it wasn't like they had to kill him off, but. Death to men. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think uh... it's quite toxic that it was like, he couldn't be there supporting her in the storyline. Not not, not ignoring his mental health, but like that he couldn't just be like happily retired or you know working through his alcoholism or something. That he had to like die so yeah. she could rise. I think not to critique it because I don't know it that well. It's one of those films where I've seen bits and bobs, but I know the whole story and I've seen the full ending. Um, but if I was to do it, um, which obviously would be much better, I think I would have had her maybe leaving him on her own because mm. I think that's much more empowering than for the rest of your life living in the shadow of someone and being like, because then she's kind of remembered as that girl whose yeah. husband died and, you know, it was very tragic. If she'd been like, I want you to get help as being together isn't healthy. I'm going to leave and I'm going to do yeah. this and I'm going to be me. I think that would have been a lot better than mm. it taking someone dying for her to 
really rise up again. Also, did you feel like it was... The whole thing was like he didn't like that she was becoming this pop star which was more recognisable yeah. as like Gaga. And he thought it was inauthentic. So for her to get to that authentic place within herself, he had to die and she had to go through that tragedy. Yeah, I don't love that. It's not a good message. I also... I don't love... I feel... I see it a lot with plot lines, especially when women become successful in TV shows and movies, mm. where they'll be married to... A great example, Devil Wears Prada, mm. right? Uh, a- Andy is... She's devoted to being this, like, cutthroat journalist who's going to save the world. Yeah. And she's told that she has to go work for... Well, she doesn't have to, but if she works for Miranda for one year as an assistant, she'll be able to get these jobs. Yeah. Um, but beforehand, she doesn't really take like care much about her appearance. Then she gets a job. She starts to care about her appearance. She enjoys it basically. Mm. Um, and her boyfriend's like, "No, you change." And then she's made out to feel bad about this yeah. and goes back, reverts back to her normal self. But the thing is, to be successful and to live your life as a normal person, you do change. You have to That's adapt. Fine. Yeah, yeah. So Lady Gaga changing and being going into pop isn't necessarily a bad thing. I don't know why it has to be portrayed as such. Like, mm. yes, it's not what was she wanted to do originally, but it doesn't mean that it's not what she might want to do yeah, at the end, And you I know? think it's that thing of, like, when people get annoyed at creators or pop stars for doing something different or branching out. And I feel like yeah. Lady Gaga's navigated it really, not well, but she was, I think she was so, everyone just, she was just tabloid fodder. Like, everyone just yeah. loved to have an opinion about her. But she... Yeah. It always kind of felt authentic. And that it was it was a cultivated personality. But what she was saying was very... You know, she was very, like... She was quite a big advocate for a lot of things. And she yeah. used her attention that she got to try and direct it to other issues. And to talk about... Exactly. Literally, paparazzi is all about this, like, cannibalistic frenzy that people have around celebrity yeah. so there's a lot of like self-reflection i think and i think she's an incredible artist yeah. just in general i think she is that i don't know i think the message was, and that's why i think i would only watch it until while they're still happy maybe after they get married yeah. i think that's yeah. when i would stop watching not to it there because i think that's when it starts to be like he thinks that she's inauthentic yeah and it's just, it's like, just, she's she's doing something successfully. Like, let her be. Exactly. Let her be successful. Yeah. Support her. Just because she's not if doing she country wants, anymore. You know, if you're being inauthentic, you know it yourself. You yeah. don't need anyone to tell you. If you want to change, change. You don't need people to be like, you're being inauthentic to yourself. Yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's your opinion. Yeah. I'm successful, though. <laughs> yes, exactly. Who's the one? We live in a capitalist world, Bradley. <laughs> I'm a woman. I want to make money. <laughs> what did you think about the Oscars performance? It was uncomfortable for me. <laughs> Do you know how I feel about the bit in Lion King where Timber and Nala are rolling about um, during Can You Feel the Love Tonight? It makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> That's how I felt about this. I felt uncomfortable. It felt like something I wasn't meant to see or be there for. I do feel like that. I, there's what part, did you think? I don't know. I think because they're actors. Yeah. 
he didn't have I mean if it was Bradley and Gaga on the stage he didn't have to look at her that way no but he did because I think he was suddenly back in the role and then everyone was like ah he has a wife yeah (laughs) just sitting there I don't know. I think if I was him, I would have to have words with my wife beforehand and just be like, just so you know. I'm in the role now. I'm going to be acting on stage. This isn't... And it's because a lot of people, when they sing their, like, Oscar song on stage, they don't necessarily perform it as they did in the film. They just Mm. perform... So it... I don't know, it's difficult as well. Like, the songs that other people sing might just have been written for the movie and not performed by the characters in it. So I guess it's different. But all I can say is I didn't enjoy seeing it. (laughs) I loved her dress, though. Even though, like, the whole... He was, like, weirdly staring at her. That dress was absolutely... The one with the straps, not the first one with the straps. The one with straps. Ten out of ten. It looked incredible. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of end on her iconic moments throughout her career. Um, Yeah. So not only is she an incredible, she was like Oscar nominated actress and she won yep. the song. Um, her appearances on SNL. I don't know if I've seen her on SNL, which is strange because I watch like the clips on YouTube all the time. You love so SNL. I'm I do love SNL. Yeah. I don't know why I wouldn't have seen her on it, but that doesn't ring a bell. It really you... shows. I mean, I think the like the comedy ones. She's got like quite good. I think she she has a really good sense of humor, so I feel like that is all you not all you kind of need, yeah. but I think it helps to have a good sense of humor. Do you know, for... I think I mean just thinking about the fact that people thought she was a man and would have fought on that <laughs> all the time. You've got to have a sense of humor because if you yeah. don't, stuff like that gets you down in the dumps. So like, especially because like... it was right at the beginning of her career as yeah. well. Like, so... I'm not surprised. I think she's probably very thick skinned mm-hmm. and knows how to deal with stuff like that anyway yeah. carry on <laughs> and there's this fake fight that she has with madonna on snl where they're both <laughs> in like basically like this black lingerie uniform thing that they've got in these That's ginormous incredible. heels pretending to fight and like pull each other's hair and they're all like i don't know just exchanging barbs with each other and it's really That's go so funny good. it's really go funny it's really funny really go, go watch funny it. <laughs> It's go funny. <laughs> no, that does that does sound really go funny. Really go I funny. Think yeah, I will watch that because iconic to say the least, and also funny. But that's what I mean. She's I think she just has a really good sense of humour. That she would be like, oh, it's me and Madonna. We're gonna have a fight now. <laughs> also, that shows that she's thick skin because there was all the stuff again at her, the beginning of her career where it was. You know, she's just a rip-off of Madonna and mm. people were pitting her against Madonna and then to take that and be like, I'm going to make that funny and <laughs> have a fight with Madonna. Love that. Love it. Self-awareness. I'd rate that a 10 out of 10. Yes. Cool. And then, have you seen the 2009 performance of Paparazzi at the VMAs? No, wish I had. Oh, my God. So, she's basically, it's like set up, Kind of, there's a big like staircase in the background. She's basically enacting like she's just been pushed off the balcony, as in <gasps> a la the yeah music video. As she as she is, yes. So she's like getting up and she's got all these crutches and stuff, and but she's basically singing a harmony to paparazzi the entire time. It sounds <gasps> incredible. It's just you know, and she's all this like physical dancing and stuff. Um, and then at one point, 
she plonks herself down at the grand piano with one foot up on the end of it what? and starts playing like a classical interlude of paparazzi right in the middle of the song. It's amazing. Oh my god. And then um her wig is like flying everywhere. She's like shaking her head, playing this like mad pianist person. And then she jumps up from the piano and is like really kind of pleading as she's singing the next chorus of paparazzi. And then um blood starts pouring from her costume and her chest and she's in it's like this kind of crop toppy thing. So she's got like a best and like and then like small kind of white costume underwear thing. Yeah. And so she's her torso is like covered in blood. She's falling on the floor like she's just been shot and she's still singing. And um she's like it's like she's dying as <laughs> she finishes the song. I, I'm just in awe. And then That's... she's like retreating, there's blood on her mouth now because she's writhing around. She gets carried away by all these toned men. And then Lovely. they raise her and she's basically at the end hanging by one arm like she's dead and limp and she's swinging in front of the thing being like, look at what you're... And then there are all these flashes going off like they're all taking pictures of her dead body. And it's just, it's incredible. It's so creepy and incredible. It's like, you need to go and watch it. That uh, That's the first thing I'm going to do once we finish <laughs> this. That sounds incredible. I'll put I'll a give link that an to 11 it out of 10. That's so good. As a performer, like, oh, oh, it's amazing. But this is what I mean, like, how, like, you can't be surprised that then she would go into acting and be good at it. Because no, especially for, like, American Horror Story and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh. How, like, I couldn't, I couldn't even attempt that. I'd be like, oh, I'm in pain. Like, and she want to go home. She's in these ginormous heels the entire time. She's singing. She's throwing her body over. around. Yeah. It's no, it's a, that's the, incredible. The amount of talent and fitness he must have to be able to breathe and to sing, and to sing a harmony, and to, then suddenly you're on the piano, and then the next thing you're hanging from your arm by the air like you're dead. Like it's amazing. I just don't, I don't get it. I have a lot of respect. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of respect for Gaga. Yeah. Um. And so I'm going to end on my favorite outfits through Yay! the ages. So. I don't Meat know. Dress. Have you seen her tiered gown that she wore to the 2010 Brit Awards? So it's kind of she has this ginormous Marie Antoinette hair with a white lace mask, and then it's literally like a ginormous tier, oh. and then another one, and then another one. Cream. It's. I would wear that it to my wedding. Like, you should. I'm. I feel if you DM'd her <laughs> when you were getting married, and you're like, "Do you still have it? And can I have it? Can I add an she extra tier yeah. because you are half a foot shorter than me?" <laughs> <laughs> no, wear it as intended and just have like your shins showing. Um yeah, so I feel like did you ever have a magazine wall where you'd cut out all these different pictures and different like kind of, yeah, kind of I did. And then had like one wall in your room where it was all cop- like all pasted up. Pretty much, yeah, I get that. I used to keep all my magazines, so even if I didn't have that, I would just have a stack where I would. <laughs> but I but I'm like guessing you had one. I had one, and I think when I saw the picture of it, I was like, oh my god, I remember that, I remember it. And I think I had it on my wall, and I, I would just stare at it all the time, because I was like, she, she looks You're incredible. The whole yeah. wig the whole um wig into her eye mask, it was just 10 out of 10, loved it. Um, So then we have to talk about the meat dress. Yeah, of course. 
But no one talks about the shoes, which were also raw meat wrapped around. Like, I don't even... Are they, like, um platform, like, stripper heels? Yeah, they are. Oh, it, it makes me feel sick as I was looking at it. I was like, I can't... As, um, as a vegetarian... <laughs> I don't. I don't love the meat dress. Obviously, I don't love the the concept. However, I think it looks kind of good on her. Like I, it's something. It's a moral dilemma. I have a lot, but I think the look is really good. Yeah. I don't like that it's meat. I'd be good if she did it with corn. If she just had like some corn chicken nuggets or like corn mints. But I understand she couldn't. Yeah. Um, I like it. <laughs> what do you think about it? Other the than shoes, wanting to vomit. Oh, the shoes were awful. So it was I, all like, and they were wrapped up. You know when um, like hams wrapped up with like that yeah. string. So that's <laughs> what the meat was wrapped around her shoes with. Yeah. I was like, oh no, this is because wouldn't it just be like warm? Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. Ugh. Was her hair right? I think this is why I enjoy it. Was her hair not like red into blue or something? I can't oh, really remember. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's why I really enjoy the look because I like the hair. <laughs> and I give like everything the shape else. of the meat dress. Yeah. I, you're right because the idea of wearing meat, not pleasant. I get what and she was doing though. She was doing it as what like. What was she doing? I think she oh, was doing she... it like, oh, you're consuming me. You're looking at me like I'm a piece of meat. I feel like that's yeah. the metaphor she was going for. But of course, because she's Gaga, she just went like fully for it. I yeah. am a piece of meat now. I appreciate it. Um, I don't think anyone should do it again. No, we but, don't enjoy but, it. I mean, if we're gonna, you know, if we're gonna have controversial opinions here, um, is it like? I mean, people are wearing leather on the um yes. red carpets and stuff. So like, she's just wearing animal product in raw form they're wearing animal product as well like i'm gonna say every man that walked on that and probably most women who walked on the red carpet had leather shoes on Mm. and essentially that is me so double standards (laughs) (laughs) it's a weak argument but it is true it is true i hadn't thought of it that way no i never had until right then yeah um, I don't remember this, but she arrived in an egg for the 2011 Grammys, and it was, like, a full egg that was carried in by, like, ten, like, five people, all in golden things, and then she didn't emerge until she was hatched on stage for her performance, and I think, if you don't want to interact with any of the paparazzi, you don't want to talk to anyone, you don't want to get your picture taken, what an iconic way of avoiding them all. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Sometimes that is my dream to yeah. just be an egg. Be an egg. <laughs> just ob- observe everything from in the egg, but do not partake in any of it. No. And, and then just whenever there's a bit of conversation you want to be a part of, emerge from the egg. Be like, I am born now. I am hatched. <laughs> and then call back inside. I will socialize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Back. Back to egg. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I'm, I very much enjoyed those pictures. Um. She dresses her. her she dressed as her own perfume bottle for the launch of her perfume, The Fame, in 2012. It's good marketing. Love it. And I actually remember this, the inflatable dress she wore in Paris. Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. And I just remember seeing pictures of all the different, like, spindles crawling and, like, deflating and reflating at different points. I just, again, she just wants people to stay away from her. 
she's expanding. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I think we should, in these <gasps> social distancing Maybe that was the times. purpose of the meat dress as well, which was <gasps> like, no one yeah. wants to be near the girl in meat, so. Or do you think she sat, when she sat down, it would like, I can't think about it. I can't. I, oh, no. The more I think, uh, I don't know if it's, maybe, you can shed light on this, but I don't know if it's because I haven't eaten meat in a while. Um, there's some meats that, like, because my family eat it, when they cook it, it makes me feel quite ill. Mm. Uh, one of the things is, like, pork chops. I really don't like the oh. smell of it. It makes me feel ill. So when I imagine sat next to her, I'm just imagining that feeling of, it's just a very overwhelming smell. Mm. And I, I, I'm uncomfortable. I think there's something about and especially because it looked like she was, it looked like beef. It didn't look, it might have been pork. It definitely wasn't chicken. <laughs> No, not chicken. Wasn't white meat. Would have been a different dress of it if she went with chicken. <laughs> oh, it was just like like um like the skin, but like KFC oh. skin. <laughs> so it'd be a good snack though. You're it's a like, vegetarian. Mm. <laughs> hey, the skin's not meat. What <laughs> oh, Grimes? I I was channeling Grimes. <laughs> But I no, I think there's something. I think because I didn't eat meat a lot at uni. Now that mm. I am at home, I mean, I we eat chicken quite a lot, but we don't eat like. Ste- I think when my brother came home and he was cooking yeah. steak, I was like, that is that's wrong. Like I get that about steak. I smell ooh. it sometimes, and or like I see my brother eating it, and I just think, well, you know, when you can. Oh no, I'm not even going to describe it. No, don't. We've got and Lady Gaga's meat dress. Meat, eat steak if you want, but just. I don't want to smell it. Not in my presence. Oof. Okay, moving on. Um, More Lady Gaga. So I was thinking about, because I was looking at um, Gaga's like 2019 Met Gala outfit. Yes. Which was this ginormous, incredible pink dress that, she again, people had to stay away from her. And then as she walked down the carpet, each layer was removed until she was oh my god yes and it was like one layer was black one layer was pink and then like she eventually ended up in this black sparkly underwear situation love that incredible but um do you ever feel like when people do like proper met gala reviews they're not that they're not that wild they're not that i'm not in i'm not overwhelmed by the dresses and i think it's because of lady gaga because she was we've grown up with her being so outlandish in her outfits that everything else just looks tame in comparison. I agree. I think I think the only people that do the Met Gala well in like a way that is not tame and boring is Lady Gaga, Rihanna, and Zendaya. Zendaya, I don't know yeah. Anyone else? Zendaya's princess. Oh, that Cinderella dress Zendaya's was princess. magical. Oh, Zendaya's Joan of Arc. Oh, I think that that was <gasps> yes. the perfect look for me. The, the ha- oh my god, she had the hair. Everything. Yeah. Rihanna, obviously, don't even need to go into that. She's perfect. Um, but they're the only ones that I look at them, and they, mm-hmm. one, fit the brief, two, they're not boring. Yeah. The fact that we sat through the theme being camp, and no one fit the brief. No. Just, it hurt my feelings. It did. And that's they why could it's have boring. Done they have all the money in the world, and that was all they gave us. But yeah, Zendaya's Cinderella dress was just amazing. It was an experience. I love Zendaya so much. It. But yeah, I think Gaga has, for those of us that have loved her and followed her, nothing will compare. She just does it better than anyone else. She's never a disappointment. No, she's not. So I think she's someone that you can follow 
for a decade of your life and <laughs> not be disappointed. Love. Yeah. Much like Rihanna. Yes. I think Rihanna, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, they were the icons of our childhood. But they still and are. And we stuck with them. Yeah. They still are. I'm like CeeLo Green oh. and Maroon 5. And terrible men. And a little bit Coldplay. Yeah. Coldplay, I think the people are actually kind of nice. but Yeah, I don't think they're bad people. They're just a bit dull. No. They're a bit dull. They're, someone compared them to, like, they were, like, saying that they had Lib Dem energy. And I have, if you're a Lib Dem, there's no issue with that, but that is accurate, right? <laughs> yeah, Lib Dems, um, you'll get Lib nobody Dems, like, under 25 vote for Lib Dem because of the tuition fees. But, um, yeah, Coldplay definitely embody Lib Dem energy. But I do like them because they, they made, made it the, they weren't going to tour because of the climate crisis. They were just going to... Support. I don't know what they were going to do, but they weren't touring. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is, that, they are my yeah. thoughts on Lady Gaga. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I wish I wish I was now just going to talk about Lady Gaga some more. <laughs> Who are you? I'm so I'm excited. Gonna please. talk about some men. Some men? I don't think you'll expect it. Um, no, it's not that I don't think you'll expect it. It's definitely... What have I... Sorry, I've just lost uh, my notes. I oh, found them. Uh, I'm doing the Jonas Brothers. Um, <gasps> it was something I thought about a lot, and I had to do it in the end. Here's the thing. Did I ever have Jonas Brothers' album? Technically, no. I had Camp Rock, didn't have their album. So you could say, were they that influential? But, here's the thing. If you had Disney Channel as a child, um, one thing that happened was, in the breaks, the adverts... They would play like Disney Channel artists' music videos. Oh, um, okay. So they would play the Jonas Brothers videos all the time. So I didn't need a CD because I could just listen to the best ones on Disney Channel about <laughs> fifty times a day. Um, so okay, they weren't the biggest influence of my childhood, but still, throughout the past decade, they've been influential to me. Yes, and I love them. And also, I just think. I was always aware of a lot of the stuff going on, a lot of the drama, and I found that always interesting. So I'm going to talk through them. I'm going to give you a timeline of the Jonas Brothers. The Joe Bros. <laughs> they were formed in 2005. Really? Seemed, yeah, I didn't know they'd oh been things that long. <laughs> um, and I worked it out, and that would mean that Nick Jonas was only 13. 12, 13. That's Tiny insane. Baby. And Joe was 15. And then, I don't, I don't, Kevin, I don't know how old Kevin would be. Old. I don't care about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, my favourite songs of theirs, or the ones I remember, S.O.S., Love Bug, Love Bug's Incredible, Burning Up, and then any of the songs from Kemp Rock. So, they kind of start by touring with Ali and AJ. Now, I don't think... Do you know who Ali and AJ are? I do not. You maybe would recognise them, because Ali... You've seen Easy A, haven't you? Yeah. Ali plays, like, the best friend in that. She's the blonde girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. They had a band when they were younger. (laughs) They still have it now, actually. They're really cool. And they toured in 2006. The Joe Bros supported them. And while that was happening, uh, Joe Jonas went out with AJ. Um, And then recently... There was a rumour that the Ali and AJ song, Potential Breakup Song, was about Joe Jonas. <laughs> you need to listen to Potential Breakup Song because 
it does have child song vibes, but iconic song, iconic meaning. Um, they basically just proved this. It's not about Joe, the song. Because if it was about Joe, we'd have to really doubt him as person. Right. However, I don't think he was great back then because he did miss AJ's birthday. And as revenge, she <laughs> sent him a piece of birthday cake in the mail oh. to make him feel bad. <laughs> so how old were Ali and AJ? If uh, Teens. So it's all they very were, I imagine AJ's a bit younger than Ali, so I imagine she was probably like 16 and Joe would have been 16. Yeah, so. okay. So that happens. Then Ali and AJ, they did confirm that the song Flattery is about Joe, but that's kind of a nice song, so I don't think that's a bad thing. Then... 2008, we get Camp Rock. Um, fun fact I found out is that they originally only wanted Joe for Camp Rock. Really? And Yeah, but that kind of upset the Jonas Brothers because they're children, so I get why. <laughs> but it would be kind of like the band splitting up. So their dad <laughs> called Disney Channel something. I was like, what if Joe was part of a band? And that was why they included the other Jonas Brothers. Wow. Which is quite nice. Um... So not much. Ha- there's not much drama surrounding that, except that Joe, I think, starts dating Demi Lovato at this point. Right. Which is kind of a not not the best relationship, but <laughs> what I do like is the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato are friends still. Oh. Which I will get into later. Um. So then they have their own Disney Channel show, which they all regret doing now. It was called <laughs> Jonas, and then it became Jonas LA. That happened in like 2009. They all regret it. No one's happy about it. They said it was a bad career move because at this point they were all adults or nearly adults and they uh, were doing a Disney Channel show and right. they felt it just kind of ruined the image of the band. Then, Camp Rock 2. Terrible film. <laughs> I don't think I even like watching it for jokes. However, Camp Rock 2, they did a tour with it. I don't know if they did for Camp Rock 1, but they toured it. Oh um, my god. So they would just sing songs from it. And they had dancers. What we found out in the Demi Lovato documentary that came out was incredible in regards to this. Um, so the Jonas Brothers are a big part of her documentary. She just talks to them a lot in it. They have their own segments in it. So you can tell they're, they're genuinely close to her, particularly Nick. They, Demi and Nick actually toured together when they were older. They're best friends, supposedly, which is quite Aww. nice. Um, and it, it said that because the, ho- the whole documentary is about her being addicted to drugs and okay. not being in a good place when she from a young age. Mm. And Nick felt that he was helping her and that he was, like, stopping her from doing drugs, but he wasn't, obviously. And oh. it was quite sad. Yeah. But this is my favourite bit, and this is part of the reason I did it. Um, they're on the Camp Rock 2 tour. Demi decides to have a full-up party in the hotel room. Um, and she does Adderall. And then they, like, mess up the hotel room. The hotel staff and the Jonas Brothers' dad, who just seems to be with them all the time, which really sets in my mind that they were full-on children. Yeah. The Jonas Brothers' dad's like, okay, who's responsible for this? We need to know. Um, And eventually one of the dancers tells them the story and that Demi had done drugs. And she obviously gets in a bit of trouble for this. They're not happy about it. And she then goes to Jonas Brothers' dad's and says, 
you know, he, like kind of manipulates him into telling her who told him. Oh. He tells her event because she's like, I want to apologize to him. I want to say sorry. <laughs> Eventually he tells her who did it. She finds him. It was a backup dancer. She finds the backup dancer and just attacks him. Oh my god. Um, really shows Demi's not in a good place, but I thought it was a good... At least she's admitted it, like, or Yeah, that she, it. she feels very bad about it, mm. and that she was not in a good place. But I think it shows that the Jonas Brothers had a very good support system, that their yeah. dad was always with them. They had a, at least Demi's a parental... Parent or... Someone yeah. watching. Also, what does Adderall do? No idea. I hope, hope you know, because I don't actually know. I feel like but people was... take it for... Is it a study drug, I feel like? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Should I have a Google? But she did... I know that she was doing cocaine at this point as well, so she may have been doing uh, cocaine and Adderall. Probably she not the best combination. She snorted cocaine for the first time when she was 17. So oh my god. She was a child. Um, and then she was addicted pretty soon after. I'll let you Google Adderall first. Oh, it's a parts racemic amphetamine. So it's... It's amphetamine. So not not ideal for you to be taking as a child around no. other children, but there we go. Especially young Nick. Yeah. Young Nick's still a baby. Anyway, this is my favourite bit. This is kind of why I did the Jonas Brothers, because I remember when I was younger, there was a really big deal that they wore purity rings. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Uh, apparently they don't love... They had a lot of people joked and mocked them about the purity rings. They don't love that now, but <laughs> I think it's interesting. So... If you don't know, the Jonas Brothers, when they were first a big thing, were wearing purity rings. Apparently, they they had they belonged to like a church family, so they went to church. And apparently, at one point in the church, this man wanted them all to take a vow of purity. Oh, and it was when they God. were like twelve or thirteen. So they they've kind of admitted that they didn't really know what they were signing up mm. for. And by this time, they were late teens. <laughs> they obviously were then well, like fifteen, sixteen. They were then like. Oh, I feel like I maybe shouldn't have signed up for that because then everyone, like all the press, is looking at you wearing a purity ring. Yeah. And if you take it off, it's a public like announcement. That, yeah. Yeah. Which they didn't want, and they admitted that they didn't love that they were children, and all these media mm. sites and things are talking about their sex lives and their children. It's which awful, isn't, isn't it? Yeah, that's not, and they didn't even know what they were signing up. It's for. so predatory so, as well that it's like just exactly. to sell a story. Yeah. It's awful. So the purity rings were mainly to wait for the right person. So I don't necessarily know that it was marriage, but it was to wait for the right person. Kevin took his off first, but <laughs> I guess that makes sense. He's the oldest. oldest. And he got married like quite young, so I think maybe he just took it off for his <laughs> wife. So I guess you could say that was the right person. Yeah. Um, And a little link to Twilight, Joe took his off for Ashley Green, who played Alice oh my God. in 2010. I wouldn't bring it up and talk about it, but he was very open about it and talked about it in a <laughs> Reddit like, <laughs> question and answer situation. And he's spoken about it before, but yeah, I don't like that that happened to them. But I remember it being a very big deal when I was a child, being like, oh, the Jonas Brothers wear purity rings. And it all being a big drama because Nick was dating Miley Cyrus for like two years and he kept the purity ring on. I don't remember and that then, at all. Oh, they broke up and then like quite soon after he started dating Selena Gomez oh. and it really caused a rift between Miley and Selena. Let me tell you. <laughs> Have you seen recently? I've it's been all over the TikToks I've been watching, but Miley Cyrus singing um 
As Debbie Harry. Yes, with this, I know like, what you mean. I literally saw it blonde... this morning. I saw it this morning. <laughs> with her blonde mullet and people are like losing their mind over it. I don't mm. know. I thought it was like, I think... I the mullet's growing Cyrus, on me though. But I, I think the cover wasn't I don't amazing. Love the cover. No, I don't love it. Um, I think, I don't think she... I like her like sort of rock vibes that Miley goes for but I yeah. just think in her heart she's like she's best at singing sort of slightly country yeah so she would be very good at covering Dolly Parton as because, she has done yeah incredibly in the and past. I think she does a great job I don't know that she was the best for Debbie Harry but if she enjoyed it go for it <laughs> and the mullet is growing on me i I wasn't sure about mullets to start with, but I keep seeing people get them. And <laughs> we can't avoid them now. <laughs> I think they look a lot better on women than men. Yeah, I will say. Yeah, but uh, I won't be getting one myself. No, because I don't think it would suit me. I, I think my face is too round. I think if you're very angular, yeah, it's probably much better than if you've got a little chubby face like myself. I feel like you have to commit to the fringe as well, like a short fringe as yeah, well. And again, because then you can have like the angular so short much. fringe, and then it like cuts again at your ear where yeah. the mullet is. And I just and that cut is re- like I say, really good if you've got cheekbones. Yes. Yeah, I don't have them, so we are not soft, the best look soft for me. Face, very, soft face, very soft face. You can't see us, but baby faces. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sorry. Spoke, they... I don't know if you. This is off topic, but I see this in this one Instagram. I think it's based on a tweet a lot about it's pictures of Angelina Jolie and Margot Rob- Robbie when they were early on in their career and now. Right. And it's like early on in their career, they have like baby faces, chubby like cheeks, mm. and then obviously now they're very angular, cheekbones, mm. everything, and they're like, oh, the. The tweet is like queens of losing their baby fat, and the comments to them are either one that's plastic surgery, so like that's a lot of plastic <laughs> surgery. So no, you don't just lose that amount of like no. shape to your face. Or two, queens of doing cocaine because apparently <laughs> that's also the result of that. So um, yeah, I don't have much hope for suddenly having the most angular face ever, but we'll see. <laughs> Anything's anyway, possible. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Back the end, to they. This is why they're kind of. I, I wanted to do them. They split in two thousand thirteen, um, and I just really like that everyone knows Nick is to blame, um, <laughs> and they're so open about it, which is why I like it because it's drama, but you can talk about it and not feel bad because everyone's open about it. Mm. Um, Joe was admitted to being kind of jealous because he was kind of the main man in the Jonas Brothers. But Nick was the one that went off because he was getting offers of solo careers and acting oh. jobs. And then Joe attempted a solo career and it just didn't really work out. Right. And then I feel bad for Kevin because he wasn't even doing anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but out of them breaking up, Nick goes on to have a pretty successful solo career, which was pretty good. And Joe Jones... Joe Joe Jones. Joe Jones. <laughs> Joe joins DNCE, which I thought was a really good move for him. I thought DNCE was very good. They have Cake by the Ocean, which is a pure hit. Yes. Great song. Yes. And then they got back together in 2019, 
Kevin really was doing nothing, I imagine, between 2013 and 2019. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. I think he was on The Celebrity Apprentice in America, but... Oh, okay. And potentially a Donald Trump supporter, but... Oh, he's no! The, yeah, I, I have issues with Kevin, not gonna lie. <laughs> also, apparently Kevin had, like, a little um, reality TV show around the time that they broke up with his wife, and it was called, like, Married to a Jonas... And Nick and Joe just hated it. Oh. They were like, he's just invited the cameras into my into our lives. And we didn't even want that. But the reason I want to do them is mainly because I just love them now. They're back together. I don't really love their music that much. <laughs> but I think their early music is iconic. Mm. Iconic to my childhood. And I like their marriages. I like to see people <laughs> happily married. Yeah. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner bless them i yeah. think they're just a lovely couple and i'm not gonna put pressure on them to stay together and be no. perfect because i know marriage is not perfect but i hope they're happy and i want happiness nick and priyanka we've talked about this before haven't we very briefly we at the end of a podcast but i i absolutely agree with you i think she's a bit creepy and a bit weird and i don't know there's just something not quite meshing or it's either that Priyanka's done it's not tr- a lot of problematic things as well mm. which I'm not going to go into because I don't have all the information and don't want to spread rubbish <laughs> but I used to like Priyanka but the couple doesn't work and I just think it's quite telling that yes Joe and Sophie did end up having a big wedding that they first got married in just like a Vegas wedding yeah. just a really simple thing whereas did you see Nick and Priyanka? Oh, I my think God. They, they spent millions on it. They got married at, like, a castle. They had... It was very extravagant. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. have... They've both got a lot of money. She's very successful. He's very successful. And then Kevin's marriage, again... I, I'm sorry, Kevin, I don't care. He seems happy. They've got two kids, but... Do you think yeah. he was always just... Because he was the eldest one. The other two kind of... I don't know. They had more appeal. And he was... He wasn't, yeah. like... Not to be superficial, but people could easily find the other two more attractive than Kevin. Yeah. Um, I think, well, as well, it was because when you first got into Jonas Brothers, anyone that did, you were a child. So as a child, you're probably looking towards Nick and Joe more because even though they were older teenagers, well, teenagers, they were still close to your age. Kevin seemed more like a proper adult, so that Mm. maybe would have been a bit weird. And also... I always thought, like, I always found it weird when I watched the recent, like, videos of them singing that Kevin never really was singing or anything. Oh. And I, when I was looking on their Wikipedia yesterday, that was the first time I realised that he's not down as a lead singer. He's oh, only really? down as a guitarist. I never knew that, which is... Oh, okay. It just seems strange that Nick and Joe sing so much and are always right at the front <laughs> singing. And Kevin's just not even a singer. <laughs> He's just playing guitar. Um, but I do feel the person I do feel bad for is their youngest brother, who just—you <gasps> don't even know there's another one, Frankie. Frankie. But maybe, maybe he's had the better life. You know, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you know, being on Disney Channel, not not the best thing, is it? So my favorite thing about Nick Jonas is the fact he was in Les Misérables. And it was the yes. first performance I saw. We bought it on DVD, so obviously we didn't see it in year two. And I think it was yeah. one of their big, might have been like the 25th anniversary or something. And it was. I, I love that one. It's my favourite ensemble of people in Les Miserables. Yeah. 
And I watched it so many times. And I just love that he's in it. And I'm like, is he good in it? He doesn't convey a lot in his face with what you expect musical theatre people should do. Especially if you're playing to the O2. Which is a huge, huge arena. Especially when you're with, like, Alfie Bo and people who... Yeah, who are a lot more experienced than that. Because Nick does have experience in it, but not not to the extent that they did. But he's not bad in it. I've seen worse. Yeah. I feel like Eddie Redmayne is kind of annoying. He's more annoying than Nick Jonas, in my opinion. I get that. I like I like when he sings Empty Chairs and Empty Tables and he's crying. I think his crying is very good. Yeah. I'm not that bothered about his singing. No. Um, But I've seen clips. I wish I could find the full thing or see bad quality of it but of nick jonas in hairspray with corbin blue and i think it was again i don't think it was the actual musical i think it was more of like a performance thing yeah but he's so good he's linking it and i think that's a really good role for him because lame is very serious yes link is a fun role um you're kind of just playing yourself a bit yeah so i I like Nick Jonas. I, I like that, that he branched into musical theatre. I think that's a really interesting... Yeah. I think he should do more of it. I would watch move. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, also Joe Jonas feels embarrassed by Camp Rock. Really? Oh, I'm not surprised. To be fair, the hair and... Was he in an all-white outfit at one point? Yeah. Because I'd never seen yeah. Camp Rock because... You hadn't, no. No, we, child. we didn't have Disney Channel. I know, I was absolutely deprived but I was a big high school musical fan but that was the only thing that really like hit me as a child but we watched it in first year didn't we yes (laughs) it was like what is going who wrote this what I remember is I might quote this wrong (laughs) the scene where Joe Jonas is teaching everyone to dance for some reason even though he's not famously a dancer (laughs) Holly going he's nose like Efron is he something like that just finding that hilarious you know, I look back as well. I watched a, it came up on TikTok. It was a rehearsal picture from High School Musical, um, of them all rehearsing for the final dance bit, mm. I think. And uh Zach Efron's turned up in jeans and a top. I don't even <laughs> think he took it seriously. And from what I saw, I really looked at it this time, Corbin Blue is the real star of those movies, oh, I feel. 100%. Because if you compare his dancing to Zach's, he's very talented. Yeah. I think he's genuinely talented, and I think we should see Corbin in more things. <laughs> Corbin, get on with life. <laughs> Maybe he's do- he's doing a lot, I feel. I'm probably doing a disservice. <laughs> but yeah, there are people we love. We do. People we absolutely... Who made us who we are today, I think. I think all the rumours around the purity rings and who the Jonas Brothers were dating, even if their music didn't... Like, I love their music. But I, I maybe didn't listen to it the most. I listened to the Camp Rock soundtrack a lot. But the rumours around them, that really fueled my childhood. Because there was one website where I would play dress-up games. <laughs> and they would have, like, news reports about child stars next to it. And I would just always be catching up with the goss. <laughs> and I remember when Joe Jonas took his purity ring off. Because was I was big... playing dress-up games. Yeah, I was like, oh, look at that bit of news. Let's change her dress. That was what would happen. And all these people who are like, oh, yes, we are the first generation that grew up on the internet. This is what we were doing growing up on the internet. It was nothing profound and nothing. 
<laughs> I miss dress up games. I loved I... um was it my scene? Yes. Yeah. That, that website was incredible. <laughs> like it, it deserves awards. My scene. You know what I mean. Did you have Barbie's brats or my scene dolls? I had all three. I think I had I had all three, but my favourite were my scenes. I think I, I had Barbie first. Yeah. Then I had uh, Bratz. Because I feel like yeah. Bratz are more fashionable than Barbie because you could like dress them differently and their feet did that weird thing. They didn't yeah. have feet, they had removable feet. It was very weird, I didn't like that bit. Of but fun. I feel like Barbie did more like um fairy they all have yeah, wings at one point that you can do different things. Yeah. So I feel like that Barbie did that for me and then I got like the fashion out of Bratz. Yeah. And then my scene was probably like at the end of when you're playing with dolls. Yeah. They're basically I don't, Barbie dolls. I've suddenly thought that like the three of them I have one better that I played with more, which was Polly Pockets. Oh, Polly Pockets. My mum said I, I with looked like a, I was wearing my Perth jumper and I had a green jumper underneath because it's bloody cold now, isn't it? And yes. my mum was like, mm, you're a bit Polly Pocket today. I was like, that's a compliment. That's such a compliment. Like, I've been waiting. That's what, yeah. <laughs> From about the age of five, I've been trying to accomplish that. Thank you, mum. Thank you, mother. Thank you, mother. This is what you raised. <laughs> a Polly Pocket. You didn't want me to be a Polly Pocket. Stop buying me the clothes. <laughs> Those little clothes. I'd go to Woolworths and I'd pick up a little packet of Polly Pocket clothing. Oh, with my pocket money. They had such a weird texture. They were, like, so squidgy. I loved it. Do you remember when they came out with, like, the magnet ones, but they had to be recalled because they were dangerous? <laughs> yeah, too many people swallowed them. I kept mine. I didn't recall it. <laughs> I don't think I gave mine back. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. We lived on the edge from a young age. <laughs> we're like, I'm not giving it back. I want magnet dresses. They weren't even as good. I like the rubbery ones. I like the rubbery ones, yeah. Alright, well... But yeah, that's a, a lovely little... You've had enough of us for today. But don't <laughs> worry. Next week there will be more... Oh, before we go, Holly, quick fact about yourself. Just anything. Oh. oh, do you want me to give you a prompt? Yes, please. Um. Okay, this is going to be hard. Um. Okay, oh, I'm going to... Okay, favourite meal. No, yeah, favourite meal. What's your favourite meal? Chicken satay. Lovely, I didn't expect a quick answer, but there we go. Chicken satay. <laughs> That's all we've got from Holly this week, chicken satay. Favourite dessert? Just one more before we go. Favourite dessert? I think chocolate cake. I like how fast you came up with these answers. I'm, I really thought... Usually I ask you these questions, it involves some thoughts. Any question about food, Holly, oh, immediately. Like, no, it's chicken satay. The answer came in about 0.5 of a second. Yeah, I know. what I'm big food. Big food fan. She does love chicken satay, oh. to be fair. Bless yeah. the girl. She tries to recreate it all the time. Doesn't the work. How stinks of peanuts. <laughs> no, it was. A, it, it was. I've told Holly this only recently in my life did I realise what satay was, and up until then I thought it was just people saying sautéed weird. <laughs> it was like just sautéed chicken, chicken satay, sautéed chicken. Anyway. Anyway, for, love to talk to you guys. On, on behalf of me, if you find yourself in Leeds and if it's open with all the restrictions, go to Bakery One Six Four and get the chicken satay batter because I was deprived of it because I was going vegetarian for Lent before lockdown and I never yeah. got my final one. So, or if if you are a vegetarian, get the halloumi one. Yes, the halloumi sandwich is super good. Um, 
10 out of 10. Yeah, that's to, that's to all our Leeds fans out there. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you guys. Stay also, safe. That, we're not sponsored by Bakery164. We wish we were. I really wish they I were. They've made no attempt to contact us. Maybe we should contact them. Bakery164, sponsor us. Anyway, got to go. Got to go. <laughs> we will see you next week.